0: The views and opinions of the participants of this podcast are not the views and opinions of Anime News Network. But the TV? TV.
1: All right, this is the
0: Pirate of Anne-Cast. Why? Because for three years, they'll go out to Anime Expo and do a podcast, but they won't come to Otakon. So Otakon is coming to ANCAS. We even have a hostage, Justin <laughs> Tobacus. <I'm> sorry, help? <laughs> <laughs> See, now you know who's still alive, Zach. Pay the ransom. So, um... First, I think the biggest news I've heard out of uh Otacon is it is official. Zach does not get off trolling anime fans. That was in the um ANN panel. Somebody asked that. It was a total lie, he totally does. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be rescued from this, do you? No, he doesn't. Well, one can think of better knights in Shining armor than Zach was the <laughs> He's hoping for the somebody who will pony up the money. Zach will come here and just look at me and be like really <laughs> Alright, so we have uh, various podcasters here, um, but really this is kind of done in a live fashion, so there's no format to this. We're just going to go around a little bit and talk about um, this is Saturday night, what we've seen, uh, and anything interesting. So we'll start with Mike. Say who you are in your podcast. How are you doing? I'm Michael Camacho, uh g from Twitter. I'm co-host of a Talk Review. So far, I mean I've started spending a lot more as a hangout, but I've been lucky to see um the panels of uh Charles Dunbar so far, which was excellent. Uh but the real big one for me was uh, I'm sure a lot of people know uh the patches on Twitter and more than seeing They put on their first panel ever and they got a really good uh turnout. I mean they were packed. Uh, they got the, um, what was it, panel four? Se- it was Sexism and Fandom. I like it. And they actually had a really long line for questions. I was good. I'm a arrogant guy, so I went to the manga game panel, which was really funny. Um, joined my roommate, and she actually enjoyed it, so... <laughs> That was pretty good. Um, Drug is in, like, you dragged your roommate, not you drugged your roommate. <laughs> no, yeah, <it's> right. I'm her. <laughs>
1: you gave
0: her milk. I'm Scott Spaziani from OtakuReview.com <laughs> and also the Otaku Review podcast. This is my first Otakon. This is a massive convention. Uh, when I first walked in there, I was terrified, especially in the dealer's room. Now, terrified of the crowd or the individual people in them. Terrified of the size because it's, it's not only like the size is scary, but it's stretched out so far. It's, I mean, the whole, between the, the two convention center areas and the hotel, it's three blocks, and that's building size. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was really excited to see uh, Gen Munch, who wrote uh, Monica Magica and see at Cafe Zero. Um, I went to his Q&A, and I was actually, uh, when they announced two questions left, I was a third man in which was disappointing. <laughs> Like all Japanese guests, he's so gracious, and it was just a joy to listen to. Really hates being photographed. Yeah, yeah. no, they they were strict about not having photographs taken. Oh, face, soul. Um, uh, and and then I uh, and then I got his autograph, uh, which was a thrill. Other than that, did uh, the age of Wataku. Which was fun. Charles Dunbar, Doug, something from AnimeCollins.com, where they just went over ways to stay in the fandom. That was enjoyable. And fandom and criticism uh, was, was a lot of fun with uh, Clarissa and Evan, who's here. Um, and uh, Animated Inc. Uh, also from Animated Inc. Um, they, they mostly took questions, but uh, they really tried to boil it down the problems with fandom criticism. But yeah, it's exhausted. Um, it more walking than I've ever done in the Hello, uh, my name is Namco, and My handle is the big end. And I don't have a podcast on kind of just Tagging along the right. Um, this is my fourth Otakon in a row. It's been an interesting ride so far. Started off helping out with the Otakon game show, which was uh, surprisingly more packed than usual. Uh, again, very popular. And I think there were some technical difficulties in the beginning, but we pulled together near the end and it ended up being a great performance. Um, and I was there at the uh, NIS America panel where they revealed the and they did it in such a nice way where they had their cosplayer um, essentially bargain. For Umineko to be licensed. And the panelists were not a joke, but they played it off so well that we had no clue. So it was a it was a nice way to figure out it was a nice way to find out uh their new acquisition. And I saw the panelists, Ai Nonaka, Yuka Nanri, and Aya and I was surprised to find that uh Nonaka is probably Greg the most personable of the three. Uh Nanri is the most uh I want to say thoughtful and free And you're no know, surprised that um, the poison, especially when someone attempted to try and I guess spoil mm-hmm. the fun by trying to bring up previous controversies for. But it's been it's been a good ride so far. Hi, my name's Alan, otherwise he from uh, the reverse thieves podcast, otherwise known as the least popular member of the reverse thieves. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is now is the first restraining order over issued. Um, I cannot speak about that because my lawyer has advised me against it, but uh this is my seventh podcast, unless you know certain legal issues happen, then uh you know, I won't say my eighth, but uh I've been enjoying it for a while. And it's always lots of fun. It's kind of the big con I go to every year. Um the thing that surprised me most was they have learned from previous years, and if they open the doors at nine, they don't start panels to ten on Friday, not Totally taking over everybody who has the first panel slot, which is such a nice thing for everybody who has the first panel Friday. Um, and they actually started letting people in before nine. So they didn't die in the heat. And that was so nice of them. So uh bravo for that for finally hearing yeah, about that. <laughs> and well, actually we should point out there were people who lined up. 12 hours before pre registration opened on Thursday. It was insane. And there's, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely unnecessary. It's yeah. <laughs> probably what opened was 38 minutes before the right. The most interesting thing I went to that hasn't been, I mean, I could mention again and Gucci, but everybody else already has. I went to, uh, the, I went to the anime archive where uh, Liz Haskell from Funimation is gathering with, like all this old fandom information, like old. Con guides and old Annamericas. Yeah, that. there was like only sixty people in hall in room six. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting. It had a bunch of stuff you already collected and he was gathering more yeah. and then when he has everything he can get from like his industry contacts, he said he was gonna put up on the page, basically request like, does anybody have this? Does anybody have that? Does anybody have like these three Americans? Does anybody yeah. have like this magazine? The rest of the manager world was doing something like that a few years ago. So I don't know if they've had space and like combined resources on it. Maybe if one of them listens to this podcast, maybe. <laughs> 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 And they will. Uh, but it just seemed like a. It was a fun little thing. Like totally seemed like from the heart. Like yeah. let's remember fandom, so fans like 30 years from now can look on this digital saving of all these things and see who's come before us and what were they like and what was popular then and how did they talk about fandom and how is it difficult now. It was just it was. I wish more people had been in the panel because I'm sure that. There are people who go to Otakai who have just these, like, one of them. They're the only person who has this one magazine or this one fan site or this one program book. And if they were there they could have you know added to that little thing. But you know. We have a library we have like a library at uh generic high school that has a lot of stuff that we probably contribute to that. Well there's a lot of old great stuff. Like I got lucky and somebody had Justin might remember this, um Torn Smith and some other people got together and did a little guide mm-hmm. to anime. Um back in the mid eighties. So oh, I yeah, guess that old. <laughs> <laughs> well, for a while, I would have been eight. But they were selling it at, like, San Diego Comic-Con, and they actually got it in some bookstores. And I just had a new friend who had it, and he was getting rid of a lot of old stuff. That stuff's amazing. They, you know, I mean, to get, like, Corn Smith talking about, like, Project or of some of the other early 80s shows. Well, I know he was diving through, basically, old eBay auctions, and, like, somebody would be like, hey, this might be worth money, so we'll throw it on eBay picking up stuff like that as well. I'm Ed Minto, I'm the editor in chief of AnnieGamers.com, uh, and I'm on a video game blog and podcast, contribute sure to a talk with USA. So this is my, I think, third or fourth of I'm not even tracked. I didn't go to as many panels so far as I usually do, uh, I was spending a lot more time, like, out in the halls, just sort of observing what people are doing, I'm just really interested in, like, where the fandom is going, uh, but one, probably <laughs> the home <laughs> the stuff. yeah, a <laughs> uh, the home stuff. I was particularly interested this year to see how dodo was, because I was thinking that might pick up as like the big show. I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I don't necessarily think it deserves that, but I think we need something big. It, it really, it looks like it's decreased an since Anime Lost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it be Nowhere goals, near it. as much, uh, as many like cosplayers and I thought they would be. The it's, cool. it's all Korra, baby. Right, yeah, but it's not anime. I know, I know. <laughs> do you think that the movies, the announcement of the movies, haven't done anything? Maybe if the movies came out, or I don't know, I don't think so. I, I think it like, too long of a tale of, like, people getting into it over there, and, like, the hardcore people got into the, the fan subs, and it, I don't know. I, I can't even pinpoint exactly why it didn't catch on. It's probably just the target audience is super I was I was, was just at a My Magical panel and at the halfway mark he kind of went over each character debate and attached into a philosophical concept and at the halfway point where he got to that past character four they played the Morning Rescue commercial that was in oh, every oh, <laughs> Cold Guy's fan sub a GG fan sub and everyone just was super excited so those are people who saw the I actually want to say I think Aniflex outpriced the fans. Um, Putting out only three four episodes was yeah, at 30 to $50. I mean, they completely outpriced the fans, and most of them probably ignored it, especially the ones that would probably pick it up if it was a collection that never seen the fans so Yeah, the, I went to the English voice actor panel, which was run by Aniflex so it was like run by these Japanese PR people. And it was just very clear that they did not know how to promote this to an American fans. They were trying to promote it in a way that didn't feel right to me. They were like, okay, we are going to chant Madoka to show everyone how much we love it. It's like, ma-do-ka, madoka! And then are like, like, what is a Japanese yeah. businessman in a mascot costume walked out, right? <laughs> 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 I'm sure that you
1: know, I saw that. Was of your brain brain
0: <laughs> yeah, we're a group of cosplayers, uh, I think, that were professional for the Yaginaka. Actually, they had it run over like 15 minutes, where you usually have the lineup for one hour for the autograph session. I heard it was pretty filled. Um, hmm. Probably before 11:30 or so. Yeah, everything's filled though. Every, everyone, everyone who stayed after the end of the panel got screwed over just because by the time they got there, the lines probably already over, uh, over the 100 people limit that they set up this year. Uh, but since we're listing, like, favorite panels and stuff, uh, probably my favorite bar has been Video Games and Literature Approaching and New Criticism, which was run by Dave Riley from the Fast Riley podcast, and Jay, I can't remember his last name, but he's a friend of Dave's who is the director of uh, Brooklyn Social Media Institute or something like that. And it was about, like, video game criticism, and it was basically a criticism of video game criticism. Uh, and I thought it was, you know, that's, I ran a panel about pandemic criticism that really, like, tied into what I was interested in. It was really good. Like, Dave started by talking about the structure of video game reviews and, and about how they're, sort of currently treated almost like a product review. It's just like, okay, how good were the graphics, how good were the shoot bits, you know, okay, there might have be been a story there too. And he sort of talked about how we can look at it more like literature and look at it more holistically. And Jay talked about it from like the academic perspective, like talking about different theories about what games are, what games can be and I talked about today and stuff like that. And I thought that was cool. Really yeah, the only quick thing I wanted to mention was wasn't that in like way too small a room I heard yeah, yeah, it yeah, totally that, was. I got I heard that though. the way yeah. too big. Line to get into the room, people waiting was as big as the number of people in the room, if not more. Right, it, it was, was like a huge line. It was absurd. The best part is he was next to Hidetaka Tenjin's Q and A, the which oh, was, was the model a like mecha designer. Which was a and that room was bigger, and it was a desert. Yeah, it's <laughs> <And> a great <different laughs> example of like the con giving all this space to a guest because he's a guest, when really a lot of times fan panels are much more popular than a guest. panel. Well, that's the sad thing is that a lot of Japanese guests just their rooms. Are is so small with the number of people that go to their panels. But I mean like, like I, I run a convention and that's just practicality. Like I feel like at least the way I would do it is you would want to put things where they're appropriate so that the maximum number of people can go to what they want to go to. Right, well, that's the yeah, point. You introduce yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, my <laughs> name is Daniel Briscoe, and uh, I'm more of a gun for hire than anything, but I'm currently writing for Eastern Image, so we did. Um, And this has been a good show. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Evan and I were talking at lunch the other day, and he pointed out something that I thought was kind of uh, interesting, that there's not a show that is kind of the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, in years past, you You've seen everybody uh, talking or cosplaying from Death Note or Full Metal Alchemist, and this year, like, Penny and Stocking is, like, the the show that probably has the most traction on the ground, but it's not even not even a lot, although Funimation did make a pretty bold marketing move by putting two girls on a stripper pole for most of the time in the dealer's hall. Did and anybody sure do that? Did 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 I didn't see it. I just heard it through you. No, yeah. I wanted to hear how bad it was. Really. Yeah, <laughs> a, they've got music playing, and, uh, yeah, these girls dressed as fanny stockings, kind to dance on that's about stripper pole. Well, if you want to see that. That's <laughs> And the best part is that uh I guess they sort of uh, kinda of owe something to the people that provided this poll because it's over where they've got uh like painting stocking postcards and posters, there's also these uh pole uh aerobic uh cards for the company that uh, provided the pole for them. I like that. So I kind of wonder how that conversation happened and how they got to that point. So, uh, all I can think is, uh, look, my cousin, he makes these, uh you know, erotic pole dancing things. Could you get it somehow? <laughs> if there is anyone in Funimation that, that talks like that, I have not yet met. So. <laughs> I just want to know like when you're, when you're going to rent the pole and then explain to the guy, by the way, this is a family friendly venue. What the guy's thinking like, what do you need? Family friendly venue with two characters that swear like sailors and their undergarments become weapons. And by the way, you will totally have to sterilize this pole once we're done. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Funimation employees was getting up as a joke, and she uh, totally had, like, some Windex or something and was, like, cleaning it. (laughs) Uh, it It was kind of an awkward thing to behold, but I don't think many people saw it. So it was, like, this rare gem of, like... Yeah, this is the awkward behind-the-scenes that you never get to see, kids. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> they brought that pool to AX, too. Oh, did they really? Uh, oh, and, uh, God. Scarily enough, the one person at that company that seems to be the most adept at pole dancing is Justin Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> he had some pictures of it, but I was like, man, that dude's got skill. <laughs> He's a martial artist. He's like a fourth-degree black belt. Right. Of <laughs> course, a- and he weighs like 10 pounds. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the panels have been good. Um a lot of good announcements from everybody. I'm happy that Funimation keeps putting out old Jenny on titles. Tabina Redne, they're doing Samson they Promos for it. They said in their panel that they're bringing Zach Kelsing, which I'm sure pretty much everyone's excited about. So, But uh, it's been it's been a good show. I, I like the show. This is my fourth OtaCon, so I'll probably keep coming back. And now for our hostage of the hour. <laughs> Howdy, I'm Justin Savakis. You may know me from such podcasts as Anime, News Networks, and Cast. Uh, yeah, I threw out my bag two days before. The- the show started, so I've spent a majority of this convention on the floor of my hotel room. It's been, nothing ruins a convention like a bad back. Holy crap. Um, (laughs) But I have had to haul my dead ass out and try to get to a few panels. I'm actually doing coverage for uh, the first time. This is my first Oticon in, like, Three or four years now, because I, I didn't come. I didn't come out here after I moved to LA because it was just like, well, I'm in LA now. i why do I want to fly across the country to go to Otakon? But this is my friends over. That's <laughs> um, that not the reason to go? Yeah, I was actually the guy at with like the Twitter account login, live tweeting all of the Funimation announcements. So of course they make them all in 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I wanted to die. It. it's like, thank God I can type fast because I almost didn't make it. Yeah, like it's crazy like, they, they're they like, yeah, we acquired this show, and then if you check Twitter, like, literally, like, there's an update from someone on Twitter saying, hey, Funimation just announced yeah. this. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That was me. Uh, well, <laughs> see, the problem was, like, I remember when it was, it may have been AX, or it, it may have been Anime awesome. Boston, because... Like half of the manga community went to one of those one year, and it was like we were getting like six tweets for every license announcement from like (laughs) Vertical or from Kodansha or whoever, and it was like, at one point I was just like, can we coordinate this? Can can just one person... like, Deb, you tweet for this panel, and then we'll get, like, you know, Kate can do the the next panel. Because it's like, I don't really need to know that this, this thing got licensed six times. See, that's, that's smart in, you know, an early society sort of way.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we are still rubbing sticks together to create fire out here. So, so Baltimore yeah. is a primitive zone full of hostile things for the primitive otaku. <laughs> Speaking of which, have we finally gotten to the point where no one is finally making wire jokes? Yeah, I haven't heard, I've heard all whole bunch. Oh, okay. uh, did you? I like the wire even, and I've made or it's heard any wire jokes I'll see a weekend. It's been off there for like six years now. I mean, I think we're, I think we are past the point where it is funny. Time to let it go. I think the big thing's been the heat for most people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It is brutal. Oh, yeah. well, it's, it's, it's only the heat, but it's also the humidity. Yeah. Like, the humidity is horrid. I've only been, horrid. been in LA for three years, and I'm already just a giant weather pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's always the humidity here, but I think there is a I think heat index is always at, at 105 or yeah. over. 105. Well, Thursday, yeah. I, I was looking at the Weather Channel app when I was like on my way out, and Thursday was supposed to be 106 for real. Not the heat index, actual 106. Yeah. I was just like, why am I
1: doing it? this? This <laughs> is a
0: land that God has forsaken and forgotten. Well, the other thing, at least you're not in custody. Yeah, I, I, never will. <laughs> Nobody needs to fucking see that. If you guys don't rescue him, that's going to happen, though. I, I'm 32 years old. I can no longer pass as a skinny Japanese teenager. You can, never. you can pull off Just get a wig and a uh, Norelco body groom. <laughs> 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 Gotta hit that bikini area. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait which Sailor Moon? Oh, the actual Sailor Moon, I do to explain. Do you remember when we had the whole uh, Ireland uh, English crew over here? Oh, last and, year? And they were dying because oh I remember God. Philip from Deeper's Choice said, like, a heat wave in Ireland is when it's 77. <laughs> Oh, that was, to paint the picture for the people, um, yeah. yeah Philip from Epra's Choice was here last year, uh, and there was two guys from the UK, and, and Philip is, is like, he's a tall, thin guy, so he's not, it's not like me where he's like 300 pounds, and he's like a big, fat, sweaty guy. So, so Philip's like this physically fit guy, and I, I, I'm like, I'm amazed, he is just, the whole, every time I saw him, he was just pouring sweat, and it was like, oh my god, dude, and he like, he could not drink enough liquid, it was like, I was like, I didn't realize, I would only seen him a few times, and I was like, God, Phil. He's, I was like, well, he's like, I'm drinking as much water as I can. I was like, dude, do you need that Gatorade or something? That's <laughs> what someone told me it was laid off. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no, it was just the heat. I, it was, oh, man. I felt yeah. bad for Phil. I remember our, uh, Elliot Clark and Geo Marty. They almost looked like G- Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever like, they came in from like that, like, they were all like, ah, we have finally survived the desert <laughs> and made it to the BCC. <laughs> now, and I was one of the crazy guys. I actually got here early Thursday so I could catch the Oreos game. And so I sat in that heat. Um, now, thankfully, my section was in the shade. But, um, you know, when I checked the heat and I checked Yahoo, it was 84 when the game started, it was 94 degrees when the game ended. And it was just. They at least won that game, though, right? They, they did. Well. <laughs> Yes, let's just say they made less errors than the other teams. That's how they got to win. (laughs) It was it was not pretty watching either team. They neither had any hustle. They're not doing so well this year, are they? No, no, no. Actually, they're still in the World time. (laughs) Oh, that's a surprise. surprise. Yes, but the pitching staff is starting to fail. So this this, (laughs) assumption is is not going to last. Yes. One, of the, one of the oddest parts uh, of Otakon so, culture no, right? is the ice cold water guy. His <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thing, this thing came up, Was it last year the first time you was here? Um, no, two, two years, years ago. ago. Last year yeah. was the first time that it came. He had a megaphone last year and that's why he really got picked yeah. like up. Did, no, did you see this guy yet? Oh yeah, he but this so, just that's out so two not a big ago. thing. Like, I I, well, I I used to live in New York. Every major event would have those guys. Right, but mm-hmm. this guy, but that guy, part of the culture of the convention. There's people calling him. You mean besides the fact that he looks like he's from Prince? and he could kill any one of us in a fair Okay, don't you just say that like, because he's black? No! <laughs> that's <laughs> unfair. Unfair and uncomfortable. Oh, Somebody go find me a Sailor Moon costume. He's, this man is getting in it now. Uh, well, now he he's a he's a personal trainer, so he's really buff, and he yeah, and he's got a whole song and stuff. There's actually there was a, for a while on YouTube. Somebody yeah, somebody actually filmed him and then remixed it. I was like, oh my god! And everyone at the convention center thinks it's hilarious to him yeah. that nausea. No, that's no, not hilarious. The, no. the repeating him is not like I don't like that, but I still appreciate it's funnier than Marco I like, Polo. So I like that guy. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the only. Thing Thing. He's been around here for a while. Yeah, because yes. I remember, because no, 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 no. I remember an old Japanator article like four or five <laughs> years ago, maybe six. They had to honorable They One of their things was an Otacon review. And they're like, man, this is really annoying ice-cold water guy. <laughs> no. And he's doing this super annoying, like, ice-cold water, only yes, $1. water. <laughs> and then, last year... Another article, man. Did you hear about that ice cold water guy? He's the funniest guy. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> <laughs> the times change. He's so so been doing changer. it for a while. And well, he's uh, apparently like he does it at Orioles games sometimes. Yeah, that's where he started. So they yeah. probably heard him. I mean, it wasn't until two years ago that he exclusively focused on Oticon. He's gotten so big, I think you would want to notice that He got a guest pass he was in opening ceremonies so he I opened heard. up opening ceremonies <laughs> 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 I was like when well, I, I, I walked by I was like this he's so made it surreal. so far that right. he's got a young white boy working for him now <laughs> <laughs>
1: What
0: did you do with <laughs> That's amazing! He, I didn't know you got a guest pass this yeah. year. Oh my god! Wow! Guest on the key. <laughs> that guy has solved the anime. I mean, yeah. he, he, won. Won. he won. He wins. They, they start opening ceremony start a little bit late. The lights go out, and the first person who walks on the stage is the ice cold water guy, and he basically like he's like, I got a few new verses to my ice cold water song. Oh my god. You know, eventually the city of Baltimore is just going to give him like special recommendation for uh, public service or something. Whatever. I, I was saying to somebody earlier, the idea of putting him in opening ceremonies is one of those things that's like, like stranger than fiction. It's like you, you, you couldn't be sitting here coming up with a joke. No. The punchline is that he's in opening ceremonies. It's like, it's still I'm, genius. Sounds like a genius <laughs> move. Crawled into my <laughs> <laughs> in here. <garden. laughs> <laughs> leave, 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 leave me behind. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the weird things about Oticon is. Um, for some of us who are now in our middle age, um, seeing the youth behavior here is a little uh, odd. So they're actually they're actually more well behaved this year than they were last year. There's been a lot less shouting in the hallway. I noticed yeah. Yeah, There's been is. a lot less people like party boys, like just oh, running yeah. up and like fucking with people. There's been a I'm lot less think. of that. I watched somebody twice last night trying to yell butt scratch and nobody answered. Yeah, them, it's which just like, I was like, thank <laughs> you. Finally, people are tired of this crap. Yeah. As someone who's been to the last three anime bashes, this is. Fun. Far better. Yeah, than that. Well, really Anime crazy. Boston is known as a shit show. And I think part of the Anime Boston problem is that the convention center has that huge stairwell that yeah. all the way up, so the memes echo throughout. Here, it's it's so oh. vast that if someone yeah. tries to shout, it's just going to get drowns in this crowd. Now, a couple of years ago, it was really bad. Like it was it was you you hear somebody say Martin Polo, and it was like the wave at a baseball game. Like it oh. would just. Echo through the entire thing. No fire alarms this year. Wait, no, hey, it was saying, good on that. Are, are, no, are, are you, you saying, well. saying that the otaku have finally gotten sick of an in joke? Yeah. <laughs> so <Some> don't <people laughs> put it down in your the <laughs> calendar. No, there is, are no. people on there that still say overnight. That it, funny. It. Okay, <laughs> it is 10.07 on Saturday, July 28th, and it is official from Mount of Justice Bay is our hostage. The otaku have gotten tired of an in joke. Hey, that was a question, not a declarative. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, worry. there will have been three more by next year. That yes. will be just as bearable. Like, I How many in the room were here for the, the infamous year of Yowie battles? Uh, oh, yeah. I was I at was AX a- a- for the, okay. okay, a- the Vuvuzelas. Oh. oh. you might yeah. smartly ban those before anything happened. Like, Jim Bowles was with me. And he was just like, oh, This is to bring up right now. I'm setting a, uh, a, right now. Well, I was, I mean, because I think this is either my eighth or ninth Otacon. And so I mean, I, I mean, I had, had been coming because this was like two years ago. So I've been coming for like six years, and I just—I mean, one year I just looked around. And I was like, "Oh my God, there are yowie paddles everywhere!" And like, women, I mean, the girls were just like swinging them around. I was like, It's like waking it? up in a bad nightmare." Well, right? I, just, I was like, like, "Wait a minute, did I miss a Something. you, can't escape. And then just I realized I bought a yaoi paddle. no, He had to camouflage himself so he blended with the uh, crowd and they wouldn't attack him. But it was—it was all it it was crazy. Well, the reason—the the way you can get people to stop with the yowie paddles is to tell them. That but the end you're supposed to use is the handle. <laughs> 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 oh. oh my goodness! I, I got I got Lambassador in the anon for doing a um, rear entry joke on your podcast. So <laughs> let that be known. Hey, I different rules for different people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say about like the you know the people doing less memes, uh, and this is probably not a popular opinion, but like that stuff is annoying, but. I tend to think that it shows some sort of like healthiness to the fandom because it means that there are young people who are immature, which means that there are new people coming into fandom. And if people aren't doing those annoying things, that might be evidence that people are growing up and new people aren't coming in. Actually, uh, you say that, and it's funny. Um, I bumped a cigarette off a woman last night because I ran out, but uh, she actually is here with her daughter, and it was really interesting to talk to her, and she just talked about how her daughter is like, really excited about this, and then when she looks around, right, that there uh, are a lot of kids, right, a lot of young teenagers, and then this is a place where they can all just come and really express themselves, and you don't see anybody kind of saying like, that's weird, or like, why are you dressed up yes. like that, right? Like, the only things that are really going on that people get any grief for is typically somebody who tries to start a Marco Polo or a butt scratcher and somebody yells at them shut up. But, like, I think that's kind of a really neat thing about how the fandom seems to have progressed lately, is that it's always like that, though. Right, but it's it's becoming more obvious to people that are not part of it. Like, this, this parent is looking in, kind of as an outsider, and she's like, yeah, I think this is one of the most accepted Places I've ever seen, and I and I think that that is very cool. That, oh. that is persisting throughout the years. No, no doubt that it's, it's the coolest part about nerd culture in general. I mean, you you see people at anime conventions that you know have a really really rough time with the real world, and you know, I I say this usually as a joke, but it actually is kind of true. It's a really rewarding experience, you know, being a part of the anime industry for so long because you do feel a little bit like halfway between I never have to grow up ever. I, <laughs> I'm working with cartoons for the rest of my life, and I am volunteering for the Special Olympics. <laughs> The only thing I will mention that I thought was interesting was I did see a lot more just listening to people. Because I like to listen to people who are not in my group to see what they are saying. And uh, one of the things I've noticed is a lot less what is going on here and a lot more, oh, I didn't even know we had a Comic-Con in (laughs) Baltimore. To explain to them what bronies are. No. Which I got called a homo for where my rainbow dad got today. Because uh, it had a rainbow on Are you serious? Yeah. That is biotic. Uh, like Not in here, but somebody like walking from, from the hometown. hometown. So, wow. They, they, two like, two they walk by. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was like some little Hispanic I look fucking homo. And I went... <laughs> <laughs> no, they kept was, walking. Like, they had no desire to the stop. The important part to note about that is it wasn't somebody who was the show. No, no, no. Like, it, it was outside. It was somebody outside. We actually saw a woman yelling out of a car last night waiting at a Grill, and she was trying to get out of her car and chase people down and, She's like, yeah, run away. Like, and you can tell the anime friends freaking out because That's this crazy woman... person? Yeah, she looked like she was really going to, like, jump somebody oh, out wow. there. Yeah, and that, so was awesome awesome awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing. That was one of the things with the way Baltimore's had a lot of crime, lately, like, more than normal. I was worried how it was going to happen this year because there's been a lot of, um, gang attacks in well, the city over, the, especially this year, like, stemming okay. from, like, um, St. Patrick's Day. Well, up to this so, year, right, the last, like, five years, Baltimore made a really concerted effort to clean up various parts of the city. And just from my first year at Otakon when like at night you wouldn't see that many people in front of the convention center, like it was not as well lit. You know, now like people can walk around in front of the convention center, and it's like I it's well lit. There's I always people out there. I've like, never felt threatened. Right, this year or last year, so there uh, are a lot less even at two a.m. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot, yeah. lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. My first year here, I think let's see, that must have been a one. Uh, <laughs> fuck you and yes. Um, the uh, I remember walking these uh, walking the platforms, and they went to some places that like are now buildings, but they weren't back then. They were just kind of like this. It just it felt more depressing. <laughs> and year. I, well, I walked by this one uh, this one area like in between buildings. And I'm like, what is that? It was a pair of jeans, and the closer I got to it, I realized that they were soiled, and someone had just left them there. And that's when I realized I am in <laughs> <laughs> You can walk through the back alleys and smell the Charm- See, yeah. the, the the story I have was oh, I say about five years ago, my former roommate Keith uh, came with us to Oticon, and he went to get something from Seven Eleven, just you know, a little snack before he went to bed. And basically, he's like, oh, "I'm going to cut through this oh, area yeah. and that. get back." Um, to yeah. the hotel quicker. decision. And then he just realizes, like halfway through this plaza, I am just like in this like homeless person like city. Yeah, and just yeah, so yeah, yeah. and, and the then she, then, and she, town that disappears to right. On yeah, there's got to be like twenty or thirty just homeless people all around me, and I'm just. Making a line, just avoiding trouble, and yeah. nothing yeah, happens. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. Um, I was I was talking to uh, a or friend of mine, and uh, I was telling him I was going to Oticon. I will not name the company, but he's a really good friend of mine. Um, and he he said, "Yeah, uh, isn't that really dangerous?" I'm like, "No, it's fine. I've I, I've been like eight out of the past ten years. Everything's fine. It's safe." And and he goes, "I but." Person from Company B, also will not be named, told <laughs> told me that like every year, like one or two people die. <laughs> <laughs> well, of of course, right? <laughs> and, and eventually one one of the people who is a chair for the convention wakes up missing a kidney, and eventually one of the Yaoi guys disappears. Right? <laughs> these, these urban legends. I mean, th- I, I, am th- like, no, that doesn't happen. The only convention I know that that happens with, and I've only heard rumors about this as ACON and it's usually not crime so much as drunken stupidity you know that's exactly what it is yeah i mean i still i go to akon i've been going for years and usually you, there's one night where there's an ambulance and it's either somebody did a few too many drugs that they shouldn't have had or they drank too much and then went to the rave because the raves like because that adjoins the convention center with the hotel very similar to here the convention center doesn't actually have a close though so there's a lot more prone activity from the young ones to kind of go and be stupid I no heard. one's ever died, from what I understand. Oh, I heard there was a death this year. Not this year, no. No. I mean, not not that we heard at at the show. Oh, then I'll keep the story to myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just as I like, cut that part, cut that part, <laughs> cut this mic, cut this mic now. One thing about the, uh, the inner Harbor that's kind of weird for this kind of convention, places around here aren't cheap, uh, but at least there's places around here, uh, which is kind of a plus. Um, I know that my first dinner here was more than I spent in three days at Connecticut in Hartford, just cause there's no restaurants anywhere near that convention center. I'm just, I'm wondering how the, the teenagers are dealing with that, cause there's only the cheapest place I think is Subway. They're <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dealing with that bike. Eating at Subway. California tortilla. They give a dollar off. So I think if you have your, your so the I actually, uh, that was, Yeah, actually, that was I was the, talked to the, the, the manager home. of the Jimmy John's last night. He was out in front of the Hilton, just uh, talking to some friends, and he said that um, that for that Jimmy John's, which is only two years old, that only opened last year. This is the most profitable weekend that the entire store will ever have. It's actually the whole city of Baltimore relies right. on this yeah. because it brings the most money. Into right, the city and year. so and so you definitely see a lot of the restaurants kind of like um, one of the ones that has like a sidewalk sign that they do chalk with right they always draw really cool stuff but uh I used to think the same thing, but like if you pay attention, like the Jimmy John's is pretty cheap. The Subway is too, as is um, California tortilla. California Tortilla. But also over by the harbor, not all those places are super expensive. Like you can eat. It's more yeah, just a wait. Yeah, the yeah, wait line. sucks, but I mean, you know, you've got thirty five plus thousand people down here. Like, sorry, you're gonna have to wait at some point. Speaking <laughs> of that, the attendance that you just said, do you think it hit thirty five this year? Friday's. Ta- Fridays. No, they anymore. T- they don't t- t- cap it anymore. a lot. Yeah, t- Fridays. T- t- I mean, like Saturday walking I'd, through the, I'd be the, the honest I'd be honest to say if they didn't break 37 and get close to 38. 31 plus I think last year. That, I think an than, than that. Yeah. I mean I when, they, yeah, when they opened it when they opened the walkway between the Hilton and the convention center and then they redesigned the way they were doing panels they, yeah, they took away the limit. They did the limit for two years and that was there was such a backlash against us that they got. This sure, year I felt like this is the first time I've ever felt let's move to the DC convention center because we'd really need a Learner. That Hilton that Hilton walkway, I've I've never seen lineups like big pile yeah, ups before. I was actually yeah. for yeah, a part of the day today, I don't know for how long that, is, the, that walkway was closed, officially yeah. closed by Con staff because uh-huh. of overcrowding, because they thought someone was going to get hurt, because there were right. so many people uh, crashing There's only, it was only one, it's a one- aisle stair. It's people only yeah. like in an elevator. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me, but I mean, I would be surprised if they did not crack a new number this year, and they, if they keep going at the rate they're going, which they haven't seen a lot of tennis loss in the last several years, then either the Baltimore Convention Center will have to expand, which, you know, the whispers, there are rumors. whispers on the ground, rumors are saying that the city of Baltimore is talked out about it that they're gonna try to do push uh, uh, them to expand. Expand. well because if you just think about the business for this part of town for the weekend, yeah, it's, it's all these hotels right it's massive yeah. well I mean I, I mean they they've already done expansions because remember the Hilton was not connected to the um, to the you know, convention Center previously right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was that's something they did within the last three years. But I mean, this is a this is a convention where yeah, Pratt Street, which is kind of like the main street going through the Inner Harbor. I mean, there's a huge welcome to Baltimore Oticon, and then like I checked into my hotel room, and the staff were wearing yeah, welcome to Oticon 2012 buttons. I mean, so it's not even like. You know, they're not even doing generic stuff. They're like specifically saying, you know, we care about Otakon every year. It's at a professional level that um, some of the other really big events in the U.S. are, like Indianapolis, which is where Gen Con is, which is a large tabletop and card gaming convention. All the hotels there print room keys that have things like Dungeons and Dragons on it, (laughs) Magic's Gathering, and everybody, I mean, it's to the point in Indianapolis where the strip clubs have picked up on it, and they're a slave a night at least one of those oh. places every week, every time Gen Con's there, like just because the whole city has, has recognized that this <laughs> event is here this time of the year, every year and Otacon's becoming like that. Like yeah. very much. But I have brought the strip clubs to the convention. So So it's so gonna, <laughs> so gonna be Panty and Stocking Night. But one small thing that I think spoke volumes that nobody's mentioned is, did anybody know the big change in policy this year? They, one, the theme I think this year is cooking? Yeah. And they're allowed to make and serve food at the con, and they're allowed to serve food at the uh, maid cafe. Oh yeah. That seems really small, but it is one of those big like we never make that concession you basically have to yeah, buy, all, yeah, the to buy food, all the food can't the make center, any yeah. food can't sell any food can't give away any food that changed this year, which yeah, I think that's is that's a big concession it. of what you want it here you go guys just yeah. believe <laughs> well the food trucks actually this year have been um, they're not getting shooed away as often like they're staying a lot longer there's a lot more of them and for, actually and finally ice cream store. trucks which yes. I can't believe I, mean, I can't believe because this convention is always like one of the hottest weekends of the year Yeah. And this is the first year... They're not getting chewed oil. Well, yeah, I've seen ice cream trucks. I think there was three last night sitting in front of the convention center. And how did nobody previously make the connection that you have a bunch of people who <laughs> are into cartoons? And it's like, they're, they're children, right? Well, that's no, right? ice cream. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they have the ice cream trucks pull up and they look comfortable and show them, away. Oh, them away, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they were doing that some last night, but they're given a lot more leeway now, which is... I mean, I think it's good because you also talk about the cheap food option. Like, some of those food trucks, it's like... Four dollars for more food. The, the Nudarella that was at the Matsuri had some excellent Korean food inside yeah. there. Also, the existence of the Matsuri is a really good example of the, the outdoor festival on Thursday. It's a really good example of like how much. Sure. Like ability they have to request things. I don't know the details of how they get it, but they'll presumably they're like, oh yeah, okay, we we've, we've got this giant convention center for three days. Uh, we'd like to also have a, a street that we just use for like you know a <laughs> festival. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and there might there might be some concessions because of the heat because it's sometimes cold water isn't going to cool you down in yeah, <laughs> yeah. this kind of weather. So well, I'm going to let Justin have the last say. Um, so you haven't been here in a couple of years. What's your thoughts about uh, the convention coming back for? After, what, three? Yeah, honestly, I am not used to East Coast fans anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's it's really... I kind of feel like I have um, a little bit of culture shock. It's a completely different temperature of fans, The and, and in a good and bad way. I mean, it's... First of all, the fans are, they're much more easily riled up. They're a lot more energetic. Uh, West Coast fans, it tends to be a little more de rigueur. They, they're just kind of, you know, lots of more, shall I say, normal people hanging out, being like, oh, I'll go to AX for a day. Uh, you don't really get that here. It, and as a result, it's a much stronger sense of community. But at the same time, uh, you see a lot less a lot more socially unacceptable behavior um, so you know there's good and bad and i'm not used to it and i i don't dislike it i i kind of missed it but at the same time it's just like this is really weird. People are acting in ways that I didn't think were acceptable anymore, but I guess they are still here. <laughs> so, so, Zach, see, so you need to come back and experience the weird, so. I will try to get him back next year. I, I really want to do a live band cast here, and that, he does too. It's just three cuts in one month. It's just... Uh, a, yeah, it's a nightmare. Human. Right. Pull the hat trick. Well, you know, no, but I, I mean... Um, yeah, no, that also means pull the trigger. <laughs> but you can feel like when, when you're when you're at the industry panels, you can definitely feel like the level of exhaustion from these guys. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, you You can tell that they're like, oh, God, man, I cannot wait. It's like, because I think the next, anything next big is going to be at least a month for them. And it's like, oh, sleep. We are, we pray for Otakon to move back to August. And it never happens. The solution hologram, Zach. (laughs) <laughs> we'll make a sideboard. So, for at least the 3 right. So, well, uh, we got to go because we have to check our Swiss bank account to see if they ponied up the money for Justin yet. And go support my tool. That's right. And go support my tool. Dubs Dub- the time <laughs> for God. <laughs> the, Dubs for God. the right. <laughs> dubstep forgot. Time the No, that's the Tim Mon panel. Oh. <laughs> that's say. So, All right. And this one's just for Zach. Pull
1: the string. Pull the string. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: What? 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 what you Ed, Wood. It's an Ed Wood What? reference. Ed Wood, yeah.
1: <laughs>